Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season 2 of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, The Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. People online as well, you can write your questions on the um, live stream chat window um, and then we'll uh, I'll ask the questions to the to Sheikh. So, okay, two people questions there. Um by the same logic that one would be praiseworthy um for things that Allah has blessed him with and has guided him to so being wealthy or so on isn't by that same logic one is guided to the worship of Allah so why would someone be praiseworthy for being a abd of Allah when by that same logic Allah has allowed him to be that pious abd i don't see the difference you know my question is why people are praiseworthy because they, they obey Allah because reason is because people have got two choices to obey him and not to obey him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could reward them if they obey him and if they don't obey him they punish him if people actually choose the right if people people are praiseworthy because people listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if people listen to him he becomes happy he becomes pleased with them so that why you know he praises them he thanks them though we don't deserve any thank actually when we obey him even in that moment whatever we use him is Allah's our mind our heart our body from him but Allah is so generous so merciful just you do little and he actually relates to you that's uses it's Aladdin Amir's people who do good deeds we don't do any good deed really is allah who made us to do but allah allah loved that so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so generous so rahman rahim so when people listen to him because people listen to him and they trust in him he becomes happy you know paradise is not because we buy paradise we don't have to deserve paradise anyway paradise is only because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves people when they listen to him since you listen to him you pray and you do what he commanded he becomes happy he rewards you otherwise our our actions cannot buy the paradise nothing is from us anyway so that way he wants to see but i'm trying to say when you don't do any action for what you need praise your eye beauty of your eye is not from you anyway you need not make your eye but when you receive the quran and then you made effort allah gave you you know uh, in a power you have now will intention and effort and then you do he loves that so when people have two choices and they choose what allah wants they get praise but when allah when when people have something which allah has given them without any choose choice without any will nothing they don't need to press then i'm trying to say so when people press someone that somebody has got you know nice face or somebody has miracle or something like that that's not praise but praise what this thing is what people achieve what you make jazakallah khair sheik how do we actually understand what salah is in a particular situation so when when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam got got these revelations from surah yusuf onwards mm-hmm. you know he understood in his context and like you no know, one way is as you as you explained is salat that is the best best of that salah but he actually did take actions which you would say like you know which would otherwise look like worldly actions so he he went to taif he went to actually do things he was not actually just sitting and just doing salat he did actually things which were very much like you know looked worldly to change that situation so how do we actually understand or how do we derive that salah what would be a salah in a particular yeah. situation that's a very important question try to understand so the quran is a book of guidance it basically you can say it's a book of thinking it actually makes your mind to think when some thinking comes then always possibility of more than one interpretation you can interpret any book of for example writes book on ideas ideas can be interpreted so many different ways what allah has done 
Allah wanted the book to be complete guidance. He sent a messenger and he commanded the messenger to implement the book. So the Prophet ﷺ applied the book to his life. So that's what we say. The Quran is teaching of Allah, from Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ's life is the first application of the book. The how the book has been applied. So the, I always say that Prophet ﷺ did not come as a postman to deliver the Quran in every house. He came as a messenger, meaning it, he, he taught people how to act upon the book. So whenever actually, like a Sutra Kaf, you're reading, think properly when this Surah was revealed, what the Prophet ﷺ did after that. Then seriously, if our conditions are the same, at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, we need to do something similar. So you have to learn the first application and then you apply it to your own condition, the second application. Second application must be based on the Quranic teaching and on the first application. Always learn the Quran and learn the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, his first application and then apply it to your life. When the Quran revealed to the Prophet ﷺ, certain things the Quran commands him and certain things he asks him don't do. Like in Makkah al-Mukarramah, the Prophet has been commanded to do ibadah, good deeds. He has also been commanded to warn the people, go and me the message and Allah SWT said don't fear the people they cannot harm you Allah, Allah will protect you from the people then the Prophet does as best as possible so the way is when Allah commands you do uh, don't be like lazy people use your mind think properly that how I can use it in the best way the people can learn he plans he think properly he goes to type that how believers cannot believers unless they use their mind and think properly worship must be done by your body and by your thinking think properly like now time think the Quran is here and now the people are not guided how how can I make with this Quran people to be guided? How could they can worship Allah Taala? How the Prophet in his time went to the worse than our time? How he did? How did he succeed? How can I do? That's what you need to do. I'm not teaching you that you know just sit around doing nothing. That's not what he's teaching is. Teaching basically, my teaching is in every stage of your life, do actually what is appropriate to their condition. Taking the lessons from the life of the Prophet whatever he has done. So the Prophet in Makkah did not take the sword, but he had other means. And I'm trying to say sometimes other means can be more effective than the sword. People think really the only way you can conquer the world is by the sword. Actually, there are other means to conquer the world other than sword, conquer the heart. And that actually is that sometimes Iman, action, ideas, thinking, they can be much deeper. Actually, say really, the people who are born in Makkah, people who accept Islam in Makkah al-Mukarramah, their Iman is much, much stronger than the people who are born in Islam. Actually, even the people who became Muslim after conquest of Makkah, Quran said the people who were, who spent the money in the path of Allah before the conquest of Makkah and those who spend the money after the conquest of Makkah, they cannot be cool. He said actually, even if, among any of you spend either much money as Mount of Uhud, it cannot be equal to one dinar and dinar of those people. The quality was different. Try to understand really. Sometime actually, what happens when people get the power, their quality becomes less and less. Quantity, many, many more Muslims, but not same quality. People like Abu Bakr, Umar, Osman, Ali, Abu Abaida, all Asham Bashara, they never have been produced in Islam again. Reason is because they are grown up in those conditions which were not favorable. But still actually, the Prophet managed to do this. We need to learn this thing properly. You know, don't worry about the power, about the understand properly. Iman has a much, much more power than the soul. If Iman comes truly in the heart, it can change the world. When it comes, Iman has much, much more power. We don't learn the power of Islam, Iman. One believer can change the world if things can happen properly. And you can see, if you look in the history, very often when Muslims lost the sword, Islam came to rescue them. Tell me, was there any sword when Mongols destroyed the Muslim world? There was no sword, but piety of Islam. Actually, Christians and Buddhists were preaching their religion to these Mongols. They can become Christian or Buddhist. But if what happens, they accepted the religion of the defeated people. They become Muslim. India, you know, such a huge, you know, a place and so many big number of Muslims, number of Muslims in India, people say much more than, the, you know, the Arab world. Muslims in India are more than 200 million people. More than 200 people, 
million people, they began to become Muslim because of sword. And you ask people, many, many times, pious people came and their piety and fear of Allah made the people to become something different. What Quran has much more power than anything else. Certainly, when the time for the, for the sword comes, Quran allows you to take the sword. But before that time, learn actually to have Iman, Islam, Sabr, create the quality. If the quality is not there, and you only give the people sword, if Iman is not there, then the people use the sword against each other before they use the sword against their enemies. That's what will happen. And that you all the time keep happening. So try to understand properly. Take the lesson from the life of the Prophet and don't be lazy. Then do your best. Do as much as possible. Think your mind. Think really. Plan. You know, don't be like Tabligh Jamaat. You know, do good work, but don't no thinking. Same thing again again. Routine. Islam. Did Prophet do other time? The Prophet Salah spent 10 or 20 years. Same thing. Every time think properly. Every speech is new speech. In Tabligh Jamaat, if you spend her, her speech once, then after 10 years, you go in the mosque, same speech. Nothing changed. Does the Prophet do like that? You should think properly all the time, thinking, you know, understanding properly, using new words, new sentences, improving the people, moving them from one condition to other condition, all the time thinking. So believers actually should think, use their mind properly, understand properly, and but follow the guidance of the Quran. Take the guidance from the Quran and take the lessons from the life of the Prophet but use your mind. Think properly. Then you never can apply the Quran unless you think. If people don't think, they cannot apply, apply the Quran. Barakallah uh, um, You mentioned that the difference between Hamd and uh, Tasbih, uh, but then you mentioned that both surahs have Abd, and you mentioned because uh, Abd is something you know praiseworthy. Uh, so why does Abd exist in both can you just clarify that why it exists in both? Because in both places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to address the Prophet with the title which is his achievement, the Prophet's achievement. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to praise him as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him to the that's Allah's, Allah's action. But his salam who he took, he himself praiseworthy, his abd, you know, he listens to him. And he also tells you that's why he took him, why among all the people, because he was the abd at that time. The, you know, the full slave of Allah Taala. So try to understand the real praise of the Prophet is his abd. No doubt really. His abudiyah is the real, 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 real praise for him. And that's why he's saying in Qudaybiyah, Ana Abdullah. You know, I'm Allah Salih. Uh, you said that um, the primary purpose of the Quran is guidance, to give guidance. How would you describe guidance as? Is it happiness? Or like, what is guidance? How would you describe it? You know, guidance means Allah has sent the human being on the face of the earth. They need to ha know how to live. Like for example, for every single thing, you write a, a, a program. When you make a computer, write a program, how a computer can operate. So there is a program for human being, how they can live. This program is in this book, that how people live on the face of that, that actually has made properly in this book. So people have to understand it, think properly, use all your faculties properly, and live according to this program. There were guidance. So people can, don't know really how to live on the face of the, how to earn money, how to spend the money, how to behave with the people, how to use how to use everything, single thing. They don't know. They, uh, they have need guidance. How to worship the Lord. How to remain as slave of Allah You know, how to prepare for her, uh, uh, what Akhira is, what paradise is, what their life actually is, you know, what, what their life means on the face of the earth. They don't know. People are born and die. They don't know really what it means to be here. Why they are here? Do they know? If Allah SWT does not tell the people, people will not know why they are here. He tells the people. That's what guidance is. So we are not here to... Actually, this surah is very coming soon. Allah is going to make very clear from the beginning of the surah that the, way, the reason that we made all the things on the face of that, all the fruits and vegetables and ornaments, not because we are going to live here. No. For the purpose that people are missing. The book will teach you. Otherwise, if you leave the book, you know, people think, oh, all the things are there. We should benefit. That the people actually say, these Muslims, you see, Muslims, you know, they don't see around how this Allah has made. They don't use their eyes. 
people don't understand the things around us they have another purpose there another purpose behind them that people don't learn it is not for enjoyment allah has made the things on the face of that not that you go to enjoy for another purpose who is going to teach this the book teaches this many people they enjoy these things and the enjoyment becomes the purpose then their life is actually around the enjoyment they forget their own purpose allah wants to tell them no your purpose is something else these things are for another purpose not to give you enjoyment that you get somewhere else so this you get from the book guidance means a full program how the humanity can live on the face of that that what guidance means is it clear um, in the farahi school of thought um this surah ends in you know lam yattakhidh walada and and it, and it goes uh, surah isra talks about musa alayhi salam how, how does that link with the um surah al kahf uh, what's the, what's the what's the what's the link between the two surahs between the surah between surah al isra the ending of surah al isra and and the beginning of surah al kahf you know certainly when well, quran actually is revealing this surah <coughs> there is there is there are people around the you know revelation there are people of makkah al mukarrama there are jews there are christians so allah subhanahu wa taala when he reveals and teaches people he you know put the verse in you know proper context so there is a need that you know address should be to people of makkah address also should be to jews and to christians there was come coming so inshallah i'll explain that why you know about uh, you know this surah has got about lam yattakhidh waladan and then surah maryam is more clear uh, you know uh, refutation against christian people when they made isa islam as son of god to why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making this this thing happening here it is safe it is very clear properly you can see the reason why allah said allah has no son in isra is different from the reason why he said in surah in this surah the reason he said there is because he is complete if he is complete that he need a son why people need a son because they think they will die then their son will inherit them they come after them allah never dies he is complete he does not need a son so that was surah al-isra allah wanted to make clear he had no son because he is complete in this surah theme is not he is complete theme is what he favors he make everything complete so why allah mentioned here that you know he has no son reason is because if people think allah has son then they will come to his son and ask him to intercede and he wants the people what no take come to him alone so he want that he want to make you to get guidance from him no intercession so for that purpose he made this thing in this surah that hand for allah alone he does everything alone he is the one who forgives the sin he is the one who gives the people paradise he don't come to his son he has no son no intercession through anybody else so in surah al-isra allah has no son has come in the context of allah being complete tasbih in the context of subhanallah and actually in this in the quran it keeps coming all the time allah swt when he said that you know people say allah has a son allah says subhanallah you know allah you know is complete but sometime also not having son comes in the in the context of hamd why because he is alone who forgives the sin he is alone who gives paradise you don't need to go his son he has no son he does not you don't need to go anywhere he want to refute the belief of intercession there is no intercession you have to come to him directly is it clear thank you shaykh um i just wanted to uh, get better understanding for uh where the word book is used throughout the quran um obviously the revelation was given down to prophet sallallahu alaihi and that was uh, orated it was given a speech so why why is it um, always talked about as a book when it's written as a book afterwards no the quran actually has many many attributes the one thing is quran is kitab it also quran quran means things which will be read and kitab means it is written so it is what it is a book written book with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from that written book it was read to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is also quran it was written to kitab and it sent down it is it is it, it is qira and now both happening to so people write it the kitab also people read it there are many muslims who don't have book but they have in, in the memory so quran is both quran in something which is read 
and kitab something written. Quran means Qur'an means to read. The Quran is something which is being read. And kitab is something which is being written. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written a book. So that's a kitab. And from that kitab he kept sending. And it's also Quran, it was read to the Prophet sallallahu the Quran. Both attributes are there. The kitab and the Quran both. Sheikh, I had two questions. In Surah Baqarah, Allah says that um, the Quran is a huda for muttaqin. So how can people be from the muttaqin without having the huda? As an, um... You know, lam in Arabic language comes uh, sometime, you know, for a benefit. So, you know, for example, like you can say that in the University of Cambridge, for the hardworking people. You see, I'm praising Cambridge so much. The University of Cambridge for hardworking people. So people say, well, how you say like that? The university has been for everybody. Yeah, it is made for everybody. But who's going to benefit? Those who work hard. The Quran has come as guide for everybody. But who gets guidance? Those who fear, those who want to live properly. Those who, oh, this universe, you know, by, events are controlled by someone else. They, they're scared. If things are controlled by someone else, not by me, I should be scared. I, should, I don't know how to behave. So then they get guidance. So people who have fear of Allah, you know, terror, they think really this universe, sun and moon, huge things, and I'm nothing here. So then they become scared. Then they want to take guidance. So guidance comes for the people who have thinking, understanding, and fear. But people who have careless, nothing, yeah, not guidance for them. Do not benefit. So little mustaqeen means it is guidance going to benefit those people, not everybody. They are the ones who go to benefit from the guidance. And second, you said that scientific, um, like Quran doesn't teach scientific knowledge, but does it um, provide the paradigm in which science works? Said what? Does it provide the paradigm, the framework in which science works? Like Quran, the Quran. What is the question? What is the question? Can somebody repeat? Yeah, yes, I say again. Yeah. Uh, basically, you said that you know the Quran doesn't give us details of scientific knowledge. But it provides us a way of thinking. So does it provide us the paradigm, the framework in which science works or science should work? You know, think properly. If that is the thing, then Muslims should be, before anybody else, you invent all the things in the world. If this is the book which made all the framework and for our mind and all those things and train the people's mind to, you know, this is too low for the, for, for the Quranic knowledge. You know, this is human knowledge. People can come. You know, no certainly no doubt, Quran must want to make the mind healthy, think properly. But scientists' mind is not healthy anyway. Do you think that's a healthy mind? To, to make it, invent more and more things to benefit. So really what happens? You know, they, they have made all this technology, why? You know, if you read really what they have been writing, they say when we make machines, then people will have rest and nerves, comfort and easy life. Machines will do everything. Tell me what is happening. You know, people become more and more busy really. In the past, that man used to work and whole family, one man used to work and whole family enjoy the life. Now everybody working and nobody enjoys the life. Continually. All the after all the things really, you think they're thinkers and when they make things really, do you think they want to make an interest of the human being? They are they basically are the motivation very often becomes very, very corrupt really. Very often they work for the people who want to make more money. Even themselves really, position, money and all those things. So this is what Quran teaches people. The Quran teaches people to make banks. The Quran teaches all this that people have made. The Quran teaches all the people. The Quran teaches people to become lazy in all the time. Because people, the mosque is from their house only five minutes walk. They go by car. So tell me, people, this is how your human body is. Then what happens? They become fired and they complain. Basically, new modern technology has made everybody a problem. Machines are fine, but human beings, they have all the problems. One of actually my teacher in Madin Munawwara, long time ago, he said to me that in 1960 when he came there, there was only one doctor in Medina, but nobody went to him. And the water was, you know, not very good, very polluted. And the water in Medina, you know, when you take the water, so dirty. But nobody, only one doctor, nobody used to go. Now he said, water is so clean in Medina. Everything is so clean. But everybody in Medina is ill. And there's so many hospitals and so many doctors. Okay. So you know, this is actually why the Quran came. 
to make this knowledge, to, we are not against scientific knowledge. If scientists, scientists can produce something good, fine. But scientists actually don't use the Quran. The Quran wants to tell them properly how to guide them. They are not guided by the Quran. They are guided by something else. To understand properly, human knowledge is a different matter. Don't, don't confuse between two things. What people invent, they can invent. Allah SWT has given people ability. People always have been inventing. In the past as well, people used to, you know, even the, the first person who made, you know, uh, uh, you know those, those carriers when they buy, the, you know, pulled by the horses and, and the bulls, that was a big thing. The first person who made the wheel, it's a big thinking. That also was a big scientific invention to make a wheel. Because wheel make, you know, uh, carrying that thing so easy. So, you know, the uh, people have been, but nothing to do with the Quran. The, how Allah made the mind? Meaning is Allah has made the mind which has the ability to do things. But Quran has not come to control those thinkers. To control the, the Quran has, scientists can teach people how this universe function something. But Quran teaches them how scientists should work. How should they like human being? How should live? in this world I say Allah SWT? The subject of the Quran is the human being. Not these things. How the human being going to use them. It's too low for the Quran. And when Muslims want to do this very, very badly, and sometimes wrong, many, many things that people say, this is in the Quran. They don't understand the Quran. People say in the Quran, you know, the earth moves. It is actually Quran. Quran says, You see the mountains, they are still, they are like a solid, but they're moving like the cloud. You see? You see? The Quran has mentioned that the earth moves you know, 1400 years back. Nothing to do with that. If you read the Quran, Quran does not teach that. Quran is teaching that you see the earth is solid, but when the Qiyamah will come, it will fly. You know, it will fly like, like the mountain. That's what Quran is saying. It's not making something else. It's not a scientific theory. It is beyond science. Quran is talking about the Qiyamah, which is beyond the science. Science does not know these things. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. Um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to make a comment that, uh, you know, what you just be, you've been telling us about uh, things that are in our control and things that Allah controls. Um, actually, I just wanted to say that, you know, there, there are a lot of psych psychological problems that arise because of such thinking. Because the thinking out there is that um, we know science has explained everything. We control everything. So when things go wrong, when things don't go the way uh, somebody had planned them for themselves, they can't cope with it. They get very frustrated and they actually can become very depressed and um, then start self-harming because they blame themselves for, for it. So just, just a comment that this is how bad it can become. No, no, you're right, you're yeah. right. If people really understand that how much little knowledge they have got, life would be much, much easier. No doubt you make effort. Allah commands you to make effort according to the mind that you have been given. But keep in mind that your mind only can discover some truth, not the full reality. You know, I, have you read this, you know, writing about Surah Al-Kahf before coming? Have Faisal given everybody? Huh? Uh, I've advertised it, but uh, I'll send it to you tonight. No, send it because that people should have, then I should not need to explain anything because many things are there. So I gave an example that, you know, like for example, and I, I mentioned this thing, actually, you know, actually when the things are happening, you know, they are not happening in, in, the, in, in the events that you think really. Reality resides somewhere else. Like I said, meanings don't reside in the words. Meanings don't reside in the words. They don't live there. Meanings actually are result of many, 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 many things. Similarly, the events as they are happening, they are not result of those actualities that you see. It is actually much, much more than that. People don't understand it, it, this, this matter. Anything that you see really, much, there are many, many more factors. Simple thing is, in this world, if you keep in mind that uh, all the causes you know are, they are part, they are only part, they are not full. And also those parts that you know, they are not fully controlled by you. Those you don't know, they are controlled by Allah anyway, but even we know, which you know, they are not controlled. You know your own, for example, you know that when you are happy, you know, 
your mood how but think really do you control this and you know how you become happy but still you don't control you come to your house you want to be happy but certain sometime your wife says something and you become so upset they're out of control and you throw everything in the house and become mad tell me did you plan this you don't control yourself events are not controlled by you you don't know they have not full knowledge that way allah wants you to obey him and trust in him do your best uh, obey him but trust in him full full trust in him because he is the one who controls we don't control iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in that what happens is the truth anything else people teach you they are lying anything else they teach you they are lying basically that is not truth any other question okay sheikh uh, yes there's some online questions <clears throat> uh, sheikh you explain alhamdulillah subhanallah and uh, their usages where does allahu akbar fall within this no hamd and tasbih that this i think what people don't understand really how but allahu akbar is another thing allahu akbar is to come you know it's very clear meaning anyway allah is the greatest allah when you say allahu akbar that also can be tasbih also can be hamd it also can be fall in one of those things mm. allahu akbar is another way of you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah is the greatest so sometimes when you say allahu akbar it could be tasbih because you know you want to say that he is not small you want to you know, make it very clear to so allahu akbar and sometimes allahu akbar you want to say that you know he can do everything he does everything allahu akbar he can be hamd so meaning it all that all that you of allah either they they belong to tasbih or they belong to tahmid either they hamd or they are tasbih every single thing uh okay okay question is uh, may allah reward you you have greatly affected my life positively <laughs> sheikh you you mentioned some people say sallallahu alaihi wasallam after adhan when this is not applicable example in the dua uh okay so i don't know what the question is uh some people say sallallahu alaihi wasallam So oh, he wants to clarify some people say uh, you mentioned some people say sallallahu alaihi wasallam after the adhan when when this is this is not ac- applicable so he, so another brother wants to know whether it can be classified as bidah you know i didn't say sallallahu alaihi wasallam i was saying in some mosque when they say adhan or iqama to adhan starts allah akbar and ends with la ilaha illallah to after the la ilaha some people say muhammad rasulullah to i said this muhammad rasulullah has not come in this adhan ka adhan start with tawhid and ends with tawhid i far muhammad rasulullah has come in the shahada ashhadu la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah ta kamil adhan but not at the end of adhan so i i were trying to say that you know we have to take guidance from allah and his messenger you know but what we doing actually is we treat them as sacred quran is sacred but guidance we take from somebody else so if somebody says about something about the quran we fight and we die that is so sacred but we don't learn from the quran similarly the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we kill people if they insult the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but we don't want to follow his sunnah so i'm trying to say the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and quran have come for guidance take guidance from them we don't make don't treat them as something sacred they're for guidance so adhan is something known in the in the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam what adhan is known words don't then don't identify from yourself this is not right to so certainly when people invent anything in the religion continuously or properly it becomes part of their thinking it be that you know if people do once or twice and mistake and people correct them that's not a problem but when people continuously you know add something to something to sunnah it will be that it should not be happen okay there's uh, no other questions is it time i also try to understand when you see these bidah in the mosque don't try to correct them you try to you learn from the prophet i myself go to the mosque and i see people saying this muhammad rasulullah and i feel pain in my heart but i don't correct them to so try to understand it because this this is another matter people have to understand what reform means you know that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that you know if you see a munkar then change with your hand if you cannot do 
then with your tongue and if you cannot do then with your heart and why we say whether we can't change or not we have to change with the hand the prophet said no if you cannot with the hand that's with the tongue but we always with the hand it's not right always think you understand think properly high pen your heart but think properly that how this has come what is the best way? if i criticize my mosque what they will say ask me don't come to here don't come for prayer you know you go somewhere else you are something else there are people say i don't want to lose the mosque i want to go for the prayer so but still you have to be friendly nicely teach people one day inshallah hope you know people will learn but you know i'm trying to say that you know some people actually what happens is the problem happen when they see ibidah they become so angry and they destroy things and all those things this becomes much 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 more harmful sometimes we can accept in the society some bidah in the order for a bigger good because unity of the believers is much more important so for the unity of the believers we have some time to think really don't criticize them but be friendly with them the unity is much more important we hope you enjoyed today's episode please support us so we can continue to bring you world class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org/donate and please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more islamic studies content in hd videos assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh